A colony of frogs is traveling across the forest in search of a pond. While hopping around, two frogs fall into a deep pit. The other frogs gather around the pit and express their concern over the situation. As the two frogs try to jump out of the deep pit, the other frogs discourage them by saying how impossible it is to jump out. The two frogs choose to ignore the demotivating words of others and decide to jump out of the pit. <clears throat> they try very hard and put in all their efforts to come out of the pit while the frogs watching from the top tell them to just give up. Eventually, one among them is influenced by the other frogs and dies as it gives up on the struggle to come out of the pit. The other frog continues to jump as hard as it can. After an immense struggle, it finally comes out of the pit alive. Other frogs are surprised and ask how it managed to come up in spite of them telling it to give up. The frog explains that it is death and assumed that everyone was cheering for it. People's words and how they interact with us have a significant impact on our lives, but it is up to us to determine how much we will let them impact our day and our lives. This story was taken from NLP Life and helps to illustrate today's message. In today's episode, I share a bit about what you can do to minimize the negative behavior or actions of others. Listen in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Today, I want to talk with you about dealing with difficult people. Our goal is to identify at least one way to prevent or improve negative interactions with difficult people. I worked for some years as a social worker. During that time, I counseled many clients on how to manage difficult or challenging relationships. In one of my previous jobs, I reported directly to nine members of a local governing body. My experience has been that in any organization, a family, a group, when you have different people with different personalities, likes, dislikes, strengths, and weaknesses, you will have amongst them at least one who may push you a bit or challenge you. Now, I don't mean difficult solely because of the differences, but difficult because for whatever reason, it is a challenge for you to interact with them. For example, you greet everyone in the morning by saying, good morning, how are you? But when you extend the same greeting, the exact same words to Anne, who works in the office adjacent to yours, 
she immediately begins complaining about home, work, her kids, her car, the cat, the weather, anything and everything. She just dumps it. So you then stop greeting Anne by asking, how are you? You just say good morning and keep going. You save the how are you part of the greeting until you are fortified with coffee and a few extra minutes to chat with Anne. You can't get away from her because she works with you. But just in that small adjustment, you have managed to maintain a productive working relationship with Anne. That's a simple illustration, but I shared it to try and explain what I hope to offer you today in today's episode. Learning when an issue is so minor that it's not worth confronting, knowing when adjustments may be beneficial, and knowing when confronting the issue is necessary. You know the saying, nothing is certain but death and taxes? Well, I think you can add dealing with difficult people to that statement. At some point, all of us will have someone difficult in our lives. It could be someone similar to Anne, or it could be an even more challenging situation than that one. It could be that you are an employee and you have problems with your supervisor. You and your partner or neighbor may clash. You may have a disagreement with a relative or acquaintance. We all know that having conflict in our lives is bad for our physical and emotional health. So it's easy to know what to do when you encounter a difficult person and you do not have to interact with them on an ongoing basis. Avoid them, run! However, that becomes a bit trickier when the person is a family member, colleague, or lives next door. If you ignore the problem, it may get worse. Employees or supervisors may get fired. Partnerships or marriages break up. Who People who must see each other stop speaking to each other or are rude to each other. It's awkward and it's unproductive. Unfortunately, there is no one-size-fits-all answer when discussing how to handle difficult people. How you deal with dif difficult people is very much determined by the type of behavior exhibited and the identity of the offender. An important question to consider always is, are they difficult or are they different? I grew up in a household where there were seven kids. After my dad died, my mom did a great job as head of household, but there was only one of her and seven of us. There was a lot of love, but it was always noisy. A lot of talking, yelling, and joking went on every day. We were sometimes not polite in our conversations. If you took too long to make a point, we would finish making the point for you and quickly move on to the next subject. If we felt we had something to add to the discussion, we didn't even wait for others to finish or wait for appropriate pauses to interject a point. We just barged right in. I had a close friend tell me once that it bothered her tremendously when I did that. 
She felt I never gave her an opportunity to finish her sentences or her thoughts. I knew by the change in how she interacted with me that something was wrong, but really couldn't figure out what I had done. My friend chose to confront me, and I chose to hear her. She shared that she believed because I interrupted her. I did not value her opinion and was disrespectful of her position. I was shocked but grateful that she felt comfortable enough to confront me. We have remained friends to this day. When I shared my background, she understood and she looked at me differently, not that I was being disrespectful, but that I had to make some modification to my behavior. Consider your role in any conflict and be honest in your assessment. The goal of today's episode is not to teach you how to win at all costs when conflict arises, but rather to provide tips for how to successfully navigate through conflict to improve your relationships. Some behaviors exhibited by difficult people may be aggressive behavior, a know-it-all attitude, always playing the victim, it's everybody else's fault, somebody who constantly complains, and someone who can never admit they may be at fault or they made a mistake. The following steps may help you to successfully interact with difficult people. Be proactive. Overcome your fear of confrontation. Know what your triggers are. Hold a difficult conversation. Manage your emotions and pick your battles. There are some basic strategies to clearly identify the disruptive behavior and the desired alternative. Explore what you are feeling with a trusted friend to see if maybe you may have missed something. And approach the person with whom you are having problems in a private conversation. And don't wait until you're so angry and bothered in that you act poorly in the conversation. Let's offer some specific information and strategies on some of the steps I just referenced to try and to make sure you know how to better handle negativity in the workplace. Okay, so in today's job market, negativity among employees is common and can often be found in difficult employees. It's understandable. Employees are asked to do more with less. Many haven't had raises. They aren't sure about their job security. Um, And people are asked to pick up for other people who have since left the job force. We've all heard about that. I have seen the inability to control negativity impact promising and skilled professionals. When you're on the job and unless you own the company, if you know for whatever reason that you will remain on that job for the present time, then it's best not to let others draw you into negative and complaining behavior on the job. It's really that that simple. We all have good and bad times at work. Some days 
You'd rather be anywhere else but there. That just means we're human. However, if you, if you are truly unhappy and you can't shake it, then take the time to come up with a plan for how you are going to move on in the next phase of your career. However, if you know that for the time being you're going to have to stay, then don't let other folks negatively impact how you are seen in the organization. If there are legitimate employment concerns, do your best to remain professional and use appropriate resources to address your concerns. To assess the situation, you may first want to examine the environment. Is it the environment, the person, or you? Are you overreacting? Try to logically assess if what you are feeling or if what you believe is accurate. If you need help, again, talk to someone you trust and someone that can be objective. Don't go to the friend that always takes your side in all situations. Go to the person that will be tactful but will tell you when you have crossed the line or when you're overreacting. Be open. Analyze the situation. Is there a logical reason the person is behaving that way? Think for a minute. Try to recall did you do something or say something in the past that might have offended them? We all have pet peeves. My pet peeves is when someone reads over my shoulder. I don't know why, but that drives me bonkers. Do you have a pet peeve? When you think about your pet peeve, ask yourself, am I overreacting? Clearly identify what you want when you speak to the person. Decide on your desired goal. Determine the best course of action to achieve your goal and be specific about the problems while working through resolutions. Difficult people aren't bad people. Separate the behavior from the person and let go of your need to always be right. Accept your limitations. Know what you can control and what you can't. Be honest, again, when you are relaying your position. Try to see both sides of what's going on. Possibly role play what you plan to say to the person when you speak to them. And also anticipate their responses so that you are best prepared. Again, come up with a plan of action. Be specific about the issue and the plan. When you go to speak with the person, prepare yourself to confront the issue. Make the initial statement that you have planned and that you role played and then stop talking. Avoid arguing and remember the goal you're trying to get through this discussion, get to during this discussion. Manage your emotions. Think about that. Anticipate any, uh, and any objections that you may hear in the conversation and plan your response to those, but be open to those objections. Try to make sure you stay on track. The other person may bring up an ancillary issue, something to sort of um, distract you from the main issue. 
stay on target. Don't dismiss what they're saying, but make sure that you stay focused on the goal and the intent of this specific conversation. Be pleasant. Try to remain agreeable. Make sure that you are using your ears more than your mouth. Listen and hear what they are saying. And when you speak to the other person, be sure and let them know this is how I feel. Make that statement. Not that it's, you know, the gospel truth, but this is how I feel. And this is how it's impacting me. And you can decide after that confrontation or discussion whether a follow-up discussion is needed. But seek to be a peacemaker in relationships. And sometimes that requires, again, you being open to maybe you missed something, you misinterpreted something, maybe you're being sensitive. But always take a minute and look at what role you may have played in the exchange. I hope that these tips are helpful to you and that they help you to better navigate dealing with difficult people and that they force you to ask the question, is it them or is it me?